0: Welcome to the Happiness Podcast. I'm Dr. Robert Puff. When I was a kid growing up in Iowa, I lived by a lake. And in the winter, the lake would get frozen over solid so that you could actually walk on it. And when it got really hard, you could even drive on it. Well, it was on one of those cold, wintry days that I decided I'd take my parents' car, drive it out to the lake, and spin it around. That sounded like a lot of fun to me. Well, I drove onto the lake and... And immediately I got stuck. I was just stuck in a snowbank, and I couldn't move the car. I couldn't go anywhere. I was really stuck. And this was pre-cell phone day, so I had to walk over to someone's house, use their phone, and call my dad and tell him what happened. But when I got him, you may think he yelled at me, he screamed at me, he called me stupid. Nope, he didn't do any of those things. He just kind of chuckled and said, well, take care of it, son. That's all he said. And I had to call a tow truck and tow my parents' car out of the snowbank, and I had to pay for that tow truck with my part-time job that I had that wasn't very much money. So it was a learning experience. And I remember I wasn't self-critical, but it was expensive, so it had a little bit of a bite to it. But I said, well, better not do that again, and I didn't. But I actually did get the car stuck, I think, three more times, and this time it was in ditches. I would be driving on a wintry day when I shouldn't have been, and it'd go right into the ditch. And I knew I wouldn't even call my dad then. I'd just have to either call a tow truck or see if I could get a farmer come by and pull me out. And I took care of it. And after a while, I finally stopped doing that. I don't think I've ever gone into a ditch ever since or got my car stuck in a snowbank. So today, what we want to focus on is that we are going to make mistakes in life. Sometimes some really big ones. And we're going to do it over and over again. But if we want to work towards stop doing that, and we want to change our behavior, blasting ourselves, calling ourselves names, being self-critical is not the path to stop it. What is a path to stop it is to truly learn from what happened and then work towards not doing it again, not through self-criticism because self-criticism sets us up to repeat it, believe it or not. When we're not self-critical, but we say, hmm, what can I learn from this? Then what will happen is learning will take place and we'll have a lot better chance to not do it anymore. We have a tendency to think that, well, if I call myself stupid enough that I'll stop doing it. And if that worked, that would be great. But it doesn't, it doesn't work at all because what it does is it does exactly what it's doing. It's calling us stupid. And what do stupid people do? They do stupid things. So we keep doing it. That's why self criticism is very harmful. So, my favorite phrase is what I love to hear when I mess up, and I do mess up. We are going to mess up in life over and over again. But what we want to do, what we want to say when these events happen over and over again is, what can I learn from this? Because now the message we're giving ourselves is not that we're stupid, not that there's something wrong with us, not that we have something malfunctioning in our brains but we set ourselves up to learn now mind you things take time to learn so we may take a few times to learn them but if each and every time we mess up we say okay i did i get it i messed up again but if i want to stop this i need to learn i need to look at it from every angle and say okay what are the pros here what are the cons what set me up to get here and how do i not do this again and then we learn Then we grow. You see, we're in our head a lot. We're just hearing stuff in our head throughout the day. And if it's negative, if it's self-critical, it really tends to create a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's like whatever we hear, we are. So we have to pay attention to what we're hearing. But I think a lot of these stories come from our mistakes. We definitely make mistakes in life, lots of them. And we have two options. We can be self-critical and I'm pretty much going to guarantee if we do that, we're going to stay stuck or we can say, Hmm, what can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? Even if I do it over and over again, I'm really going to examine this, look at this and see if there are ways I can stop this so that my life gets better because we're listening to this podcast to improve our lives. And self-criticism is not the path for improvement. Self-criticism is the path to stay stuck. Let me use another example. I had avoided drinking alcohol for the most part, most of my youth life. Because I had uncles and relatives that were definitely struggling with alcoholism, who I loved, and I knew I needed to be careful. But when I got into graduate school, I think it was my second year, there was a lot of stress. And I had some friends that would go out to the bars and get something to drink, to relax. And they invited me and I went. I started going with them. I think I went about three times, and it was probably over the span of a semester. But I remember each time that I went, I really wanted to relax and just forget everything. So I drank a lot, and when I came home, I'd be sick either that night or the next morning. And on the third time, I remember waking up feeling awful, and I went to the bathroom, and I did what I had done the other two times. And I was looking down, and I thought, you know, this probably isn't very good for me it might be time to stop. I was honest. I wasn't judging myself. I was just saying, huh, let's look at the whole picture. Yes, it's relaxing me some, but it's also making me feel horrible the next day for hours. And I thought, that's not a good combination. I think I'm going to stop that. I was honest. I looked at the whole day, not just the evening of relaxation. I looked at the next day when I felt really sick and I put them together and I just said, it wasn't worth it. So I stopped and I've never gotten to the point where I've thrown up again, ever. So how did I do it again? I didn't judge myself. I didn't criticize myself. I didn't call myself a jerk, an idiot, you know, all the words we love to use. I just said, hmm, I looked at the whole picture and I didn't like the whole picture. I wanted to change it. I changed it and then everything around me changed too. So self-criticism really does keep us stuck. And when we are not self-critical, but we look at the whole picture, honestly, and I do mean honestly, then we can make other choices or probably put better Then we can make choices. Because if all we hear is self-criticism, we're most likely going to just keep doing it. But if we hear, what can I learn from this? Then we can make choices. Self-criticism keeps us stuck. Learning from things gives us options. Now, mind you, we may keep making the choices that aren't the best for us. So each and every time we want to sit down, reflect and say, okay, what's going on here? What are the pros? What are the cons? What's going on? What's conditioning? How am I being influenced by other people? But it's with that sense of wonder, with that sense of, okay, what can I learn from this? We can really become much better at changing because most people that we know that really are stuck in life and having a difficult time getting by, Emotionally, that is, is because they are very self critical. We know this. That's been my experience working with people for so many years now. Is that the more the person is stuck, the more they're self critical. It's like a vicious cycle. To break that cycle, we have to stop that. I know it's hard because it's such a knee jerk response for human beings to be self critical. I mean, the world loves to blame people and we love to blame ourselves. But the most important thing here that we have to be careful of is what's going on in our heads. You see, I know that people can be critical of us. Of course they can. And those are powerful words, but they can't take root. They can't really affect us if we don't let them in. If we let them in and then repeat them in our minds over and over again, they're powerful. And that's what a lot of people do. But that person may have just made one statement one time, And then we rehearse it over and over and over again. That's where really the problem comes from. Not from what they said. Of course, that was wrong. and Of course, we want to set boundaries with people like that. But more importantly, we want to say, let's not reinforce it in our heads by repeating it. If we know it's not good for us, then why would we repeat it? And it really matters what we think. It matters what we're thinking about all day long. Our thoughts are like the food we eat throughout the day we are what we eat. We are what we think. So if we're thinking things that are self-critical, then guess what? Self-fulfilling prophecy is going to say, that's true. You are fill in the blank. If we're thinking throughout the day, yep, I realize it. I messed up here, but what can I learn from this? And then under that gentleness, we can learn. We can look. When we are with someone who gently helps us look at our lives in ways that it isn't working well, It's easy to make changes in, or a lot easier at least. But when we have a very harsh person looking at our lives, it's much harder to make changes. So let's not be that harsh person because that harsh person will just keep us stuck. But we have to remember that harsh person is our thoughts. That's what matters. No matter what anyone says or does to us, what matters is our thoughts afterwards. Because they're the ones we carry with us all day long. Just the other day, I got together with some friends for the evening. And as we were hanging out, there were a couple people there that I didn't know. And one of the women, she was probably in her 40s, was just coming out of a broken relationship. And she was pretty upset because she really liked the guy, but it didn't work out. And it didn't work out because it was a very, in her words, dysfunctional relationship. It just wasn't healthy for her. And she said she knew it right from the get-go that this wasn't going to be a healthy relationship, but she went ahead and did it. And that had been her pattern in life. She just kept dating really dysfunctional guys, guys that were abusive and not kind to her, and she just kept dating them over and over again. And the people that were really nice to her, you know, encouraging her, saying she was beautiful, that she was a great catch, and that she would find someone someday... But what stood out to me was how incredibly self-critical she was. She just thought she was the ugliest person in the world. And there was actually something wrong with her for just keep dating these really dysfunctional guys. It's like she was attracted towards them, even though she knew they were bad for her. But like I said, the thing that really stood out to me was how self-critical she was. I mean, if you had met her, you'd think, how's that possible? This is a woman who had her PhD She had a good career. Most people would find her very beautiful. I mean, she had a great family, people that supported her, lots of friends. How could she keep doing this? Why would she even think that? But what matters is what we think. And if we're self-critical, there is a high probability that we're going to stay stuck. And we're not here to stay stuck. We're here to grow. We're here to improve our lives. And the way we're going to do that is no matter how many times we metaphorically get our car stuck in the ditch. We're just going to say, Hmm, what can I learn from this? What can I learn from this? Not how stupid we are, not what's wrong with us, but what can I learn from it and really spend the time to learn, to look, to examine. And if we need help doing that, bringing in people that we trust people that we can really trust to help us examine it from a caring learning perspective, not from a judgmental perspective. That's the way we grow. But we do have to be honest because we have a tendency to focus on one thing and not the other. Like in this woman's case, she really liked these guys. I mean, it was like a drug for her. She actually used that word where she was just so excited to be with them and couldn't wait to hear from them. But then there was a pain that came with these relationships and we have to look at that part too. I mean, the way I was able to stop my little bout of drinking was I really thought about how much. I don't enjoy throwing up. And though going out with friends was fun, drinking a lot to the point of excess, so that the next day I threw up and felt horrible wasn't worth it to me anymore. So I looked at the whole picture and said, It's time to stop. And I did. So we have to be honest. We have to really look non judgmentally and then say, All right. It's time to work on this. Now if it's a habit that has been in place for a while, then it's gonna take longer. So we have to be patient with ourselves. Like if we struggle with eating too many desserts and we say, Wow, I'm putting on weight, I don't like that. This is not good for me. It may take some time to reverse that. Starting to go to the gym, giving up our desserts can take some time. So all along the way We need to be our own little cheerleaders, like praising ourselves for the steps we're making, even though we may not be at the end result yet. Kindness, praise, works so much better than criticism. We can change anything. We just have to work at it. We have to be honest, and we have to say, what can we learn from this? And then when we do that, as we keep improving our lives, happiness will become our natural state. Thank you for joining me on the happiness podcast. Besides creating this podcast, there are a variety of other things that I do. If you'd like to keep abreast of these activities, and perhaps someday we may be able to meet in person, just go to www.happinesspodcast.org. That's happinesspodcast.org. You can subscribe to my newsletter And if you do, you'll be emailed a free PDF copy of my meditation book called Reflections on Meditation. And until next time, accept what is, love what is. Do you ever wonder why some companies do so well, grow, and just seem to keep coming up with great ideas and keep expanding? while other companies are permeated with negativity, lawsuits, employee turnover, and just overall unhappiness in the workplace. Whichever corporate camp you find yourself in, or somewhere in between, the key to any company's ongoing success is to invest in and help their employees perform at their peak performance. There are very clear and specific things that people can do to perform well at work and in life in general. This is the focus of my podcast, And it's also the focus of my work. Being at the cutting edge of any market is sustained through investment, investment in training employees how to perform well. But sustained growth and productivity requires specific psychological tools in order to continue to perform at peak levels. This is where I can help. I've been studying peak performance for over 30 years now, helping people all over the world. And there are very specific things that have to be maintained In order to sustain this level of performance when companies invest in their employees their employees are invested in them unfortunately it's quite common for companies to be doing exceptionally well in the marketplace but for unknown reasons key employees make poor choices leave the company or start struggling in coping with stress-related illnesses companies that do well know their business really well but human behavior works in mysterious ways Unless you've been trained to understand the causes and cures of underperformance. If you're a forward thinking company, perhaps it's time to think about giving your employees skills that may really help them perform well at work and throughout their lives. If you work for or manage a company and you're ready to learn the skills in order to survive and thrive in any market, in any conditions, or in life in general, I'd love to help. These are the skills I've learned these are the ones I'd love to bring to your company. True lasting success has to be seen from a broader perspective, not just monetary. And if you're ready to bring about these changes, that's where I can help. To learn more, go to www.successbeyondyourimagination.com. That's successbeyondyourimagination.com. And whether we're at the doorstep of retirement or have many years to go, may we always be growing and and be developing our skills not only as successful employees, but as successful human beings.